Hello, friends. I'm Matt Baum, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage podcast, where we trace the decades-long evolution of marriage through the personal stories of those who lived through it. If you've been listening so far, every week you've heard me read one chapter of my book, Defining Marriage, Voices from a 40-Year Labor of Love. If you'd like to hear the book, Complete and Unabridged, you can jump back and listen to the first 18 episodes of this podcast in order. Or you can pop over to Amazon and get Defining Marriage as a digital download, and now in paperback and audiobook. Now that I've released the entire book as a podcast, for the next few episodes, I'll be revisiting the marriage work that I did as a reporter and an activist over the last decade. I've gathered news clips, interviews, and analysis from the dark days of marriage inequality, and this week, I'm looking back at a 2011 interview with the folks behind the web series Husbands. That's Jane Espenson, Brad Bell, and Sean Hemian. When it was created, the world in which husbands took place was kind of a fantasy realm. Marriage equality was just a fact of life. It's five years later now, and it's a bit strange to think how recently that had to be speculative fiction. Husbands is a sweet, funny love story that skips over all the activism of the last few years and gets to the heart of what it is to be a gay couple. Falling in love, taking a chance on someone, and watching your life change together. It's where we are today, reality finally catching up with something that could only be a dream just a few years ago. And now, here's my 2011 interview. Hi, welcome to a special episode of Marriage News Watch. I'm here on the set of Husbands, an upcoming online sitcom that's a little bit Dr. Horrible, a little bit Will and Grace, and a little bit Mad About You. The show stars Brad Bell, a.k.a. The Internet's Cheeks, as well as Sean Hemian, who you might have caught last year on True Blood. The two play a gay couple that gets married on impulse and then has to figure out how to make it work. Rounding out the cast is Alessandra Torsani, who you might have caught on Caprica, and Warehouse 13. Behind the camera, we have Jeff Greenstein, whose producer credits include Will and Grace, Friends, and Desperate Housewives. And the executive producer is Jane Espenson, whose writing credits include Buffy, Firefly, Dollhouse, and Torchwood. So I'm here with the cast of Husbands. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. So give me the elevator pitch for the show. Um, we've got the cast of Husbands, and you've got me. I'm just the writer, executive producer. Just, and... <laughs> just Jane Espenson here. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> Buffy, Battlestar Galactica. Um, but anyway, the pitch for this show is it's Mad About You with two guys. So it's newlywed comedy. I, I said um, uh, for too long, newlywed comedy has been defined as something that only happens between one man and one woman. But we're changing that. So that's the show, and this is this is the cast. So there's been a lot of TV shows and movies and things in the past about gay couples and gay relationships. What is it about this one that's a little bit different? I don't know that there have been a lot of movies and TV shows about gay couples. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, like Outfest every year and Frame. Oh right, right. But but, right, but but I think we've got we're coming up with a project that really feels like it could be mainstream television. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really want to feel like this is a sitcom you could turn on the way Mad About You is and and make it that genuine sort of adventures that a newlywed couple has This just happens to be a same-sex couple. Mm-hmm. But Cheeks was really the one who came up with the, with the notion for this show. So. Well, I think it's not about them being gay. I mean, it is in, in the sense that it is the first time we're seeing this, and, you know, it sort of has the uh, theme that gay people kind of don't know. Do we do it traditionally? Can we invent our own rules? Like, how do we do this? And at the same time, that's not what is uh, the, the dominant element there. I think that what's there is, is much more universal in newlywed comedy that you've seen before and, and just two people trying to figure it out, which I think everyone can relate to. So it sounds like this show goes beyond the, the sort of the archetype of the gay character as the wacky neighbor who just shows up and says something silly. Yeah. It's about the relationship, exactly. You know, it's not about, you know, yeah, sure, plenty of television shows and movies feature 
a gay character, but this is about the relationship between two men, and at the same time doesn't highlight the gay as much as, you know, it's not trying to make a point about how gays need rights, or, you know, it's it's just set in a world where they have those rights, and now they're kind of like, mm, what do we do? Yeah, it kind of normalizes it, kind of just puts it in its place, it's like, okay, we're gay, and next, let's talk about where we have to get the, sh the grocery store today, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Which in its own way is a kind of point. It's, it's like we are saying mm -hmm. um, uh, equality and how important marriage equality is. It's just that we're sort of hiding that point by just saying, here's a married couple. See how they're just a married couple? See how they're well, trying to yeah. find their way? And yeah. I think that putting it in a world where gays have those rights sort of uh, in its own way supposes the, you know, the point of view that, well, of course gays have rights then. And now how, what do we do? What's the next thing from there? So how did the show materialize? Where did it come from? Cheeks. <laughs> Cheeks had a notion to do a, a, a different version that it, that it evolved into this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where it was more about the relationship between a guy and his uh, his best friend. It's a girl, and and their trials and tribulations, and and dealing with relationships, and um, more about Los Angeles culture, I think. And then uh, from that, that sort of evolved into. An idea that was more groundbreaking, and that it was a, a very classic premise of you know the newlyweds, the two people, the odd couple, the opposites attract sort of storyline, uh, but but modernizing that, and uh, and then came husbands. And came husbands, yeah, because once we sort of thought, oh wait, we want this to be something fresh and new. Ad fabs existed, and Matt. Uh, uh, Will and Grace, thank you, has existed. What what hasn't been done yet that needs to be done? What feels like it's the next thing? And this just feels like the show the network should be doing now. They'll probably do three years from now. But we can do it right now. Why, yeah. why not do it? Do it right. Do it the way we would like to see it done. Right. And that's something that, that's very new, what with the internet being all video-y these days. and right. You know, you can just create something without having to wait for mm -hmm. this huge apparatus. But how did you get from, I've got a great idea, to... We've taken over uh, this end of the hotel, and we're shooting things. We've got a whole pool and all this equipment. In bed. <laughs> uh, well, I went to Joss Whedon, um, my mentor, who, of course, did Dr. Horrible. And he sent me to Felicia Day from the Guild, and they gave me advice. And one of the first pieces of advice was uh, hire a line producer that you trust. And I found a good line producer, and then suddenly there were makeup people and wardrobe people and, and crew and cameramen and ADs and, and script supervisors and, and this crew just accrued. <gasps> That's why we called a crew! <laughs> and we have suddenly found ourselves with, the, with this huge mechanism and we're realizing that like just having all those people is elevating it. We were just talking about that this morning. Mm -hmm. like, because initially, you know, my thinking was like, okay, we could do this and we could do it small, you know, and like low risk and let's, let's keep everything tiny and do it off the grid and nobody has to know we're in the hotel <laughs> shooting anything. And as it went along, it got, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger. And at first I was a little like, I don't know, I don't want to be responsible for any of this, like, <laughs> And then we just decided, we had a conversation, decided, you know, if we're going to do it, let's do it, do it right, do it, do it big. And uh, I'm really glad we did because it's, it's made a, a huge difference. And I think the product is, what we're getting so far is incredible. The money is on the screen, as they say. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we, we went pretty far down this road in terms of having all this stuff building up and getting ready and, and 
script revisions and blah, 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 before we had our second husband. We did not have Sean yet, so we were, we, we were days away from doing a big cast photo shoot, and we didn't have our full cast, yeah, so were, that's how Sean came They in. were getting married without the husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of like <laughs> yeah, we were buying, we literally, I think we were on the verge of buying the rings, and we didn't <laughs> well, have Yeah, I remember you saying, should I get rings? And I was like, well, let's wait till we have somebody to put them on. I don't know what ring size. <laughs> so how did they find you? I was the last one they auditioned. They were, they were looking for the. They're pretty specific. I mean, he has to look like an athlete, and uh, I'm an out out gay actor. They were looking for an out gay actor, and uh, 25, 30, mm -hmm. you know, middle mid 20s. So they're looking for very specific, and they they um they uh, how many I don't know how many they auditioned, but they auditioned a lot of people. We auditioned a lot of guys. And yeah. just kept going down the line, and and I was that last person that walked in. They're like, ah, Brady, oh. Brady Kelly's here. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Something like that, right? Mm -hmm. yes. That's the story. Yeah, you walked in and it was wonderful, and we were sold. That's that's how. That's how it went. Thank you, honey. Yeah. So it sounds like the show's really come along very organically, and which is similar to how the marriage equality movement has gone. It's been very grassroots and just mm -hmm. people doing what felt right. Do you see the show as being the the, the online video equivalent of how the marriage equality movement has gone, including the setbacks? <laughs> um, you know, like any process, you go forward, you go, oh wait, this isn't going to work, let's try again, let's keep trying. Uh, yeah, I think, I think there is a parallel. Mm -hmm. I think anything that has uh, that sort of uh, cultural uh, power is always grassroots, you know, I mean, you can, you can have a lot of, you can have millions to spend in advertising to pump something into the system and, you know, pluck somebody and put them at the top. But I think that anything that really resonates with people is always grassroots because it's something people are talking about. It's something people emotionally believe in. And uh, I do think that this is a, a project that is fun and it's entertaining. And at its core, I think that it represents uh, a bigger idea about where people want to be moving in society. And in our society, uh, unfortunately, maybe fortunately, TV is the place to do that. Not that that's our intention or that's our goal, not at all. Um, but we can do as much as we can grassroots effort with the marches and, and the petitions and all that, but to get into the hearts of the Midwest, you kind of need a platform like TV that does that. Yeah. Not that that's the message, but, but you know, um, might well, as well. television is certainly a bigger platform. Uh, but I think the bottom line is that the, the sort of consciousness elevation always comes through the arts. So whether or not that's television or the internet, uh, I think that, that when it resonates with the people and they're sharing it just by word of mouth, um, that that's, that's what makes a difference for a project. Yeah. So it sounds like you see yourselves as storytellers first, and do you see yourselves as activists second? Oh, I see myself as an activist like 16th. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's incidental. I mean, sure, you know, that's, that's the idea. Um, but that's, that, uh, that'll, that'll come as a natural byproduct. You know what I mean? It's, it's like trying to be funny. Like, do I see myself as being funny? No. I just do something that I think is, you know, entertaining or different, and the natural byproduct may be that it's funny. So that's at least how so I see it. So the parallel you're saying is you may not, you're not setting out to change the world, right. but, but changing the world will come naturally with just being who you are right. and doing the projects you want to do. Yes, and I think that if you set out 
with this intent to change the world that your work could get too preachy or that it might turn people off. Propaganda. Right, or be propaganda. So my intention is to make something that's universal that people can relate to um, that is different and fresh and represents a unique point of view. And yes, I think as a natural byproduct that will um, open minds and hearts. And laugh their asses off while they're... Yeah, that's the most important goal. (laughs) Their hearts are opening and they're tripping on themselves in laughter while all of this is going on. Right. (laughs) I would actually say that, like, it's important to to forget the activist angle while we're doing the project. Brilliant. But always have it, I I know, on some level, that it's Mm -hmm. always there. That that, that we hope we understand that the goal is, is to open minds. We can't think about that all the time because then that's all you think about sure. and you lose the fun of it because the fun's what actually opens the minds. Well, there, yeah, there's some level of the responsibility there because, like, Modern Family had that whole thing with the gay kiss between the couple on the show and it was like a whole hoop, you know, like a hoopla just to get them to kiss. And there's a whole episode built around right, it, you right, know? Right. So there is, I agree, there's some level of responsibility, but you can't have it there as being an artist. You can't, yeah, yeah. can't be free as an artist when it's like, right. mm. I think that sounds, it sounds like it's a... Um, emblematic of a big change in the conversation. It used to be that only activists were talking about gay marriage. If you were talking about gays getting married, you were an activist. Uh, right. But now it's just a conversation. Right. right. Well, and like I said, by, by creating a story that supposes that that's already legal, that gays have those rights, that that's the world we live in, <laughs> yeah. you're, I mean, your message is clear. You don't have to be an activist about it because that's the world it takes place in. So is this a little bit of, of speculative fiction or, or, <laughs> or where yes, it's the not too distant future I think. It's or an alternate reality but well, let's say uh, it's the not too distant future. <laughs> You're right of course it's the not too distant future. Very close. <laughs> yeah. 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 It could be in New York. <laughs> so looking at, at back over the last like um, almost three years since Prop 8 passed does it, I mean does that feel like it was just yesterday or does that feel like it was a million years ago? Feels like feels like it was a long time ago yeah. for me. It feels like the world's changed a lot. Yeah, it definitely feels like a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's, what's interesting is that it feels like the world has changed, and yet you still can't get married in California, so... But, yeah, it, but doesn't it feel... It feels more inevitable now than it did then. Yeah, yeah, no, because it, it, when it happened, it, it, things felt more epic. They were just like, it was like, crack, poof, and all this stuff came out, and people just started talking about it, like... I was forced to talk to my family about it, you know, and uh, other people were forced, and the conversations, you know, spread in people's minds, you know, who know, op- uh, opened up more, and the emotions calmed down more, and, and that's why it feels so long ago, because it, it's not as epic, it's not as like, oh yeah, gay marriage, whatever, you know? I, I really so, feel like I, like the, the country has shifted visibly just recently, and, and has momentum now, and that's what, well, you're right, it's the not too distant future, don't you think? Yeah. I, I I do and I don't. I mean, I obviously, I mean, I'm an eternal optimist um, to know that there are still 29 states in which you can be fired for being gay. I mean, to, to a degree, it's almost like, isn't that more important than marriage? I mean, if I could fix one or the other, it'd be getting rid of that law before implementing marriage laws. And not that, you know, that there is a real priority there, but... Then we're doing the wrong combo. We gotta change this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's redo this. <laughs> no, but Boston, you get fired. I mean, I think that there is a. It seems, in, in my point of view, there's all there's a, a give and a take. Like marriage is legal, and then it's not, and then 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 there's this, and there's opposition, and you know. So I feel like it's this tug of war, and and I do feel like it is increasingly um, in favor of equal rights 
I, I just don't know that like one more go round and we'll be set, you know? Well, yeah, not set, maybe. Has doing the show made you re-examine your own feelings about marriage? Or is this reinforcing your own? None of us have an answer. No, I, no, None of us are married. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there, there is a part to his character that really feels um, that the uh, the relationship it should should be equal, and I was raised with a very patriarchal family, and so my mother was like okay being not so equal to my father, and so I, I really uh, that brought that more to light, and that's a, that's a universal thing that I thought was fantastic, just kind of equalizing the relationship, like getting rid of the womanly duties, the manly duties, just getting rid of the labels, period, and just having this equal, you know, load with the, with the, with, with the marriage and everything. So I, 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 that, that brought that to life for me. Mm-hmm. I never have gotten married. I never sort of believed in marriage. Like, to me, I was one of those, it's just a piece of paper people. And, but something about seeing, seeing this fight has actually made me see marriage with the romance and understanding of what the commitment means that I think a lot of other people have built in that I'd never really gotten like seeing it through their eyes when when it's when something's denied and you, you can kind of sort of see it more clearly than when you're right in the middle of it oh it's always been available to me and was never very appealing now seen from the outside I kind of get like oh that's kind of a beautiful thing is saying like like I am willing to be there for you forever like that's huge and it's really very lovely and, and I feel like, like, I've got fresh eyes for it. Oh, that's great. And hopefully that's something that uh, we'll, the, the audience will experience as well, as they're falling over themselves laughing. Yes! <laughs> they will be falling will. in love at the same time they're falling over laughing. Fantastic. Well, uh, Brad, Sean, Jane, thank you so much for talking, for talking with us. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Can't wait Appreciate to see the show. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, HusbandsTheSeries.com, September yes. 13th is when we air. Uh, that's 13 days before my birthday. September 13th, HusbandsTheSeries.com. How old are you going to be, Sean? Um, September 13th, <laughs> Husbands the Series. I'll be in the 25 to the mid-20 age range. <laughs> thank you. Hey, it's Matt in 2016. Did you notice how Jane referred to Husbands as the show that networks might do three years from then? Well, that's happened in fits and starts. There's Modern Family, which includes a gay couple. There's New Normal, which featured married gays much more prominently, and ultimately, briefly. There's Looking, which was also with us for only a short time. And then there's shows like Vicious and Faking It, which are strongly focused on gay couples and seem to have some actual longevity. Of course, it's also worth noting that the third season of Husbands was picked up by the CW Network to stream online. So there have been some successes and some, let's call them, learning opportunities. Obviously, having a gay couple on your show is no guarantee of success, but it's at least possible and increasingly unremarkable. Thanks again for listening. Please do get in touch and let me know your thoughts and questions on Twitter. I'm at Matt Baum. And leave a review on iTunes. Not only do those reviews make a huge difference, they really brighten my day. So thank you to everyone who's reviewed the show. Don't forget to hop over to Amazon to get Defining Marriage in print or via download. And if you do pick up a copy, it would mean a lot if you could leave an Amazon review with your honest opinion. And check out my other podcast, The Sewers of Paris, for revealing personal stories about entertainment that changed the lives of gay men. And until next time, friends, by the power vested in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Over.